If you're someone who has a passion for cut flowers, our environment, and wants to make the world more beautiful, you're in the right place. Whether you're growing flowers for pleasure or profit, I'm on a mission to empower flower enthusiasts and professionals to help change the world around them. Whether you're just starting out and need a helping hand, or are looking to scale a substantial flower business, I'm your cut flower woman. Welcome to the Cut Flower Podcast. Hello, today we're going to talk about the top 20 perennials. And we tend to forget these. They take a really back seat really, to annuals. And I think because we're so busy germinating and putting seeds and getting them out, thinking about direct sow, that we forget the perennials that we need. But it is the mainstay of any garden patch. And I would recommend these 20. So I'd start off with one that I wouldn't be without. Alcamilla mollusk or ladies mantle. I wouldn't be without it. It's a foam of lime green colours that makes a light airy addition to any floral composition. Now, it's the sort of thing that you have in your, you know, that one piece of item of clothing that you've got in your wardrobe that goes over everything. That is this. This is ladies mantle. And I recommend that you have it in your cutting patch. As soon as it starts to die off, it goes to sort of that mustardy yellow colour, it's best to cut it back and new flowers will come. Number two, Astrantia. This is the pincushion flower with delicately pointed petals. It's wonderful in anything, in uh, bridal work, in bunches, in arrangements. It kind of looks like a bit like, I suppose it's a pincushion, so it looks like embroidery. And I would really recommend you. It's a very small flower, very delicate, and very beautiful. We grow it here in pinks and whites. It's also exceptionally long-lasting in a vase, easy to grow, seeds itself, and if it likes your soil, that's it, bingo. Our third is daisies. Now, you can grow a whole host of daisies, and we grow quite a number of different varieties. My favourite is the Shatster daisy. It's double and single, and it's white and yellow. These are smiley, cheerful flowers, easy to grow, and you can put them in a board or in your cutting patch. They last, again, remarkably well. They've got that sort of informal country house style. And they go great in loose bunches. We use them quite a lot in marquee weddings. They're brilliant in churches. There's something about a smile. Daisies make you smile. I wouldn't be without them. Scabious, the perennial type of scabious, is great for bees and butterflies and are brilliant for cutting. And honestly, they're a great producer and they just come back year on year. What it doesn't like is wet and it's not great in acid conditions. We're lucky because we're on neutral soil here and it grows like wildfire. Number four, Achillea. We grow this in a number of different varieties, but I particularly like gold plate. The strong Achillea has those striking flattened heads on stout, I suppose you'd call them stout stems. Yeah, that doesn't sound very nice, but these are really lovely. It suits really large arrangements. Um, And also the yellow is great. It goes in real stark contrast against many of the other flowers. So I recommend you grow Achillea. Number five, I think we are. No, number six. God, this is going quickly. Crocosmia lucifer. Now, these are great and make a great cut flower. It's great and tall. And there aren't that many that are as tall as this. Strong stems, branched flower heads. It's brilliant. Also, it's best when other flowers have faded and you're left just with the seed heads. That's also very beautiful. So I recommend you have some of those in your garden. Sedums. 
Yeah, this comes later in the season and is great, great for cutting from late summer onwards. So just when everything else is dying off, you can have sedums. They love, um, they love being in water. They're a bit short, so they're not great in, in massive amount of flower arrangements, but I still recommend you have sedum. We use it quite a lot in funeral work at a sort of late summer onwards. Talking about time of year, the next one is hellebores. Obviously, they flower in late winter when there's very little else in the garden. Wait until the stamens have dropped from the centre of the flower and they'll last longer in a vase this way. That's how I'd recommend you cut hellebores. People always say that how do you condition hellebores? They don't last very long. Well, they do if you wait until the stamens have dropped. Now, obviously, the next one is peonies. Now, we've done a, a lot of talk about peonies, and I've even done a podcast on peonies. So the one thing about peonies that really amazes me is that it lasts 50 to 75 years. So it's a heritage plant. Now, it's not a great cutting flower in the first early years of its life, and I would recommend that you just get it established before you start cutting too much from it. But a peony can last between 50 and 75 years. So the peonies I've planted out for this year will outlive me. And that is kind of odd um, and puts everything back in perspective. So the thing about peonies, you just need to be patient. Um, plant a bare root in a really sunny spot. They don't like lots and lots of water. The biggest problem about peonies is getting the roots rotted. So you, you water them when you put them in in the spring and sparingly water them uh, actually from then onwards. They do not like lots of water. And then one of my old favorites, delphiniums. I love it because it's tall, it's towering, it's stately, it's great in a vase, really, really good in pedestal arrangements. Um, they like well-drained soil and plenty of feeding, and they need to be staked because of the pure size of them. We grow delphiniums both in the tunnel and outside, so I recommend that you have delphiniums. Another one of my favorites is phlox. I think this is quite essential to be part of your cutting patch. It has so many different ranges of colours. I particularly like the peach varieties for wedding work. They're an excellent cut flower. They have the bonus of having a lovely scent. And cut, the, cut when the flowers are just fully open. And again, they like the sun, don't we all? Next one is penstemon. Um, these are excellent in your cutting patch. They're long-lasting flowers and they go from the summer right into the autumn. They have bell-shaped flowers ranging in colour from white to dark red, and they look amazing in a vase. Now, they don't like particularly, or they will have full sun, but they'll have a bit of shade. So if you've got a bit of bit of shade, um, penstemon will grow. Another one of my favourites, and this one just adds texture and difference to any arrangement, is Echinops. Globe thistle is stunning. As far as I'm concerned, it's stunning. It's eye-catching. It's a different texture to anything else. This one wants to be grown in full sun or partial shade. And cut down the plant after flowering to produce more blooms. Again, a really productive perennial. Coming on to verbena. Verbena is invaluable. I mean, it adds height to anything. It's easy to grow, more difficult to germinate from seed. But once you've got it going, it will carry on and will grow and it keeps, keeps on delivering in your garden patch. It likes moist but well-drained soil in full sun. There's a couple here, dahlias and roses, of which I've done separate podcasts on. So I'll leave those for now because they're big in their own right. But, you, you know, no cutting patch would be complete without dahlias and roses. 
Another one is agapanthus, and we grow other agapanthus in blue because there are not many flowers in blue. And we always grow it in a container, which is against anything else we do because agapanthus likes to be restricted. Chrysanthemums, again, a huge variety of these, and I will do another podcast just on these. Just so many wide variety of colours and forms that it deserves its own podcast. Helenium, this is obviously flowers in yellow and orange and rusty brown, very, very beautiful autumn colours. I'm going to recommend you grow those. The idea to get in your cutting patch is an idea to get lots of different textures, lots of different colours, and it all comes together. And the last one, number 20, is Aquilegia, Vagaris is the one we grow, Granny's Bonnets. And this comes in a wide range of colours. It's really delicate and adds that tiny little flower to your perennials. So as you can see, there's a massive range of both colour, height, texture, style in all of those. And growing them all just makes an amazing cottage garden in a vase. Good luck. I look forward to next week's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review on your podcast app. We do have some wonderful free resources on our website at thecutflowercollective.co.uk. We also have two free Facebook communities, which we'd love you to join. For farmers or those who want to be flower farmers, we have Cut Flower Farming, Growth and Profit in Your Business. And our other free Facebook group is Learn with the Cut Flower Collective for those starting out on their flower journey. All of the links are below. I look forward to getting to know you all.